Hey, Jakey. Oh, hey. Hey, what's going on? Uh, just nothing. I, I see. Uh, what are you reading? Oh, this. This is uh, this is the new book, Rhythm of War, by Brandon Sanderson. Yeah. What's it's, what? It's a uh, part of the Cosmere. Ooh. I don't know nothing about the Cosmere. Are you, can you can you tell me more? Oh, it's so amazing. There's like, there's like, thirty books in it so far, and there's like oh. gonna be like sixty more. It's so cool. That does sound super cool, but like. That's a lot of books, and I'm not super good at reading. How am I going to know about all these books? Hmm. I have an idea, actually. Yeah? All right. Um. All right. Uh, do you see this, this coin here? It's got a, kind of like brown and silver coin. Yeah. I, w- I want you to take this. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take it. Okay. I'm holding it. What's, what is it? All right. So now just focus and... Take in the memories. Zeth, son son Valano, truthless of Shinovar, wore white on the day he was to kill a king. Hyperfixation. I am your host, Roma. I am here to learn all of the things through my friends' hyperfixations in 30 to 45 minutes at a time. Uh, I use they, them pronouns, and I am joined today by Jake Cockins. Hey, hey, I am the Jakey. My pronouns are he, him. I am here today to share my very favoritest books in a quick little time. In a quick little time. 30-something books in a quick little time. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, this book series is is called The Cosmere. And it is, like, uh, written by Brandon Sanderson. And it's kind of like his, his magnum opus. It's, like, this huge piece of, like, interconnecting shared universe. But the coolest thing about it, um, a lot of people compare it to, like, a book version of the MCU. Oh. In that, like, all the books take place in the same universe, and there's, like, some connection. Mm-hmm. But I don't like that. because no. <laughs> Because those all take place in New York, right? Like, like Spider-Man goes over to Doctor Strange's house. Um, Iron Man and Captain America, they're buddies. Mm-hmm. These are all, like, standard fantasy, so they take place in, like, a medieval-y kind of time. Yeah. And they are on different planets. They, they are, like, different planets in different solar systems in the same galaxy. So they are, like, in the same universe. Okay. But there's, like, n- like almost no connection. Like, there's, there's background stuff, and we eventually find, like, people who are able to go from one planet to another. 
Okay. Um, but each like series inside of the Cosmere, because there's the Stormlight Archive, there's Mistborn, there's Elantris, there's White Sand. All of those, you don't need to read any of the others to get any story. You will not miss out on anything except fun background stuff. The the MCU, you kind of need to watch everything. All the TV shows, all the movies, or else Avengers Endgame isn't going to make sense. That, that does make sense. <laughs> so uh, let me backtrack for one second. Yeah. So this is your favorite book series. You've told me about that. But how did you even get into this book series? Like, where did this start? Like, how old were you? Where were you? Do you, re- do you remember when you first got super hype about the Cosmere? Oh, absolutely. So, um... I was like your standard little kid who just devoured books left and right. Like I went, you know, like I was in like first grade. I got tested. My they told my mom I had a twelfth grade reading level. Uh, I got put in all the advanced classes, and then like somewhere in high school, I got major burnout. Barely passed high school. Like I was in all the gifted programs, all the advanced classes, and then just, like, <sighs> crash and burn. I stopped caring about reading. Um, I just kind of fell out of love with it after being forced to do it so much. Yeah, and that makes sense. So, like, I was, I think, 25, 26, um, working at my hotel job. Um, it was... The third shift, so like from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m., nothing going on. We were basically paid to sit around and browse the internet for eight hours. Um, and oh I was looking gosh. through. I was looking through Reddit because remember Reddit used to be super cool. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, somebody in like um popped up on like the front page, being like, "Hey, I made an offhand comment in a thread." Um, and this guy put me as a character in one of his books. Oh? Um, and so I, I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. And I, like, went and dug through that. And, uh, I found out it was, like, the second book in this series. And I was like, well, that's really cool. I want to, like, check this out because I think that guy is so cool for doing that. hmm So I, I was working with another guy at the time. And I was like, oh, hey, have you heard of this Brandon Sanderson dude? He's like, oh, yeah, he's kind of like a big name in fantasy now. Um, I haven't read any of his stuff. I was like, I think I'm going to do that. And so I bought, like, the first book, The Way of Kings, and it just turned me back into the book nerd that I was, like, in elementary school and middle school. Um, Just, like, immediately. I devoured it. I went through all of his books super fast. And... Uh, I even got to meet him one time at a con. It what? was so cool. That is super cool. <laughs> um, and yeah, like another reason that these books mean so much to me is that um, they made me, I was like in a real dark place. I was in a rut. I didn't care about anything. I didn't really have like a plan for the future. I was just like, I'm going to work and go home play video games for the rest of my life i don't care work eat game and die yeah um but then i was like i love books i love books books are the best um and then i was like i want to do something involving these and so 
I eventually realized like I would love to be a librarian, specifically Aww. a children's librarian, um, like sharing that love of books with kids. And uh, so now, that. now I'm back in school, um, and working on getting a librarian degree, Aww. all because of a random Reddit post. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, shout out to Brandon Sanderson. Yeah, he's the best. Oh, okay. Now I'm super hype. Like I was super hype, but now I'm like super hype. I'm like, oh, this this is this is so much deeper. <laughs> yeah, and okay. like, um, I I've tried to get some people into these books, um, but like, most of my friends like aren't really interested in reading or whatever. Like, uh, I I'll be like, hey, you should check this out, and they'll like read one or two and be like, yeah, that was cool. And I'll be like. But I, I have so much so much to talk about. And they're like, yeah, I don't want to read 30 books, dude. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I get that. I get that. That's fair. And so most of my, like, uh, Cosmere friend groups has have been, like, people who do Cosmere podcasts. I listen to a bunch of those. And I'm in, like, a bunch of Cosmere discords. Mm-hmm. I saw your fancy Cosmere podcast emoji. Yeah. Coming in here, ready to go. Also... There's audiobooks, so for I I'm not good at reading. I I dissociate hardcore when I read, not because I'm not interested, but just because like that's how my brain is. It's always been that way. Like I'll oh, read yeah. something and then I'll like stop thinking, and I'm still looking at the words, and I'm like, hmm, it's been three pages. I have no idea what happened. And so uh, I I think that's when I I got a uh, 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 Audible. And Audible's I actually so good. I love Audible so much. Audible was very helpful for me to consume books, and I actually, I did manage to read a whole book, but I had to turn off the subscription, because then I went from Audible to podcasts, and podcasts took up all my listening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but I think I might have to get me uh, one of those aud aud audiobook. Isn't there, like, a free one? There's a free one with, like, a library card. I think you can get all the free stuff. Oh, yeah. So there's there's lots of um, apps that are, like, connected to your local library. Um, so, like... I've actually joined a lot of libraries around my area so that I could get access to the different apps. Um, like there's Overdrive, there's Libby, there's Hoopla. Those are all connected to different libraries and they all have like different catalogs, um, either based on your library or just based on the app itself. Uh, and they're all free and they're, I love all three of those apps. They're, they're fantastic. And is uh Cosmere on these apps? Um, I know that, um, I've seen it on some of them. I uh, couldn't tell you which one. Um, cause I'll find out. Yeah, but yeah, they uh, they should be on there. Just uh, ask your library if they have like a ebook program, and they'll probably be like, yeah, we're signed up with Libby or we're signed up with Hoopla. Hell yeah, I'm gonna go in my library and get me into this Cosmere series. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I have actually noticed that as I've been doing this show, at first I was a little worried. I was like, you know, like I am very hyped for my friends to tell me about the things, but I, I was worried that I would just stop there. Like I would just absorb this approximate knowledge and then stay. And then next thing I know, like Tony's about to buy me the near Automata game. <laughs> and so I, I for sure know that I'm about to take a deep, a big deep dive into that. And then nice. I just talked to Jillian about uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. And now I'm on a, I, I, I was with Tony for six hours today, and I've 
tried to fill in the blanks of where Jillian didn't on the Five Nights at Freddy's timeline for him because <laughs> I am so hyper fixated on it right now. And so I for sure know that after this podcast, I'm going to be like, it's time to go look up Cosmere YouTube essays right now. <laughs> and um, I have listened to that episode with Tony. And I was like, after that episode, I was like looking on the PlayStation store to see how much in your automatic cost. So like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I oh, listened to that episode and I was like, oh, we'll play together. We'll get into it. Next paycheck. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing I wanted to mention with the audiobooks, um, these probably won't be on the, the library app. Um, graphic audio, I think you have to go through their own website. They're, it's kind of expensive, um, but there's this company called Graphic Audio, mm-hmm. which um, they take books and turn it into a full, um, a fully casted, like audio drama experience. Oh. Um. So like the in. Mostly it's like small indie books and like they'll adapt comic books into um, these, but they've got a deal with Brandon Sanderson where they have done so many of his books. Um, oh, and they are every one of them that I've listened to. I haven't listened to all of them. Cause like I said, they are pretty pricey. Oh, um, so it's per book. Yeah. They're, they're not a, they're not a subscription. It's like you go to their website and you buy them there. Okay. But they're, fantastic like you'll he- like they'll be like walking through a town and you'll hear like footsteps on cobblestones and like people in the backgrounds and then like there's a sword fight and you'll act as the narrator's reading it like you'll hear like the clashes of the swords Ooh. it's beautiful some people okay. say it's really distracting but for me i love it it feels like a radio play i'll get i'll you know what i'll try both i'll get i'll get me the the the, the audiobook version of it just as is and then i'll listen to one of the books as the audio drama and I'll report back to you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But uh we've we've done our introducing. Are you ready to to put onto me in thirty to forty five minutes the knowledge of the Cosmere series <laughs> as best some, you can. <laughs> some of it. I'm I, I I'm not gonna go through like the individual book series. Um what I've mm-hmm. planned for us today is I'm going to talk about some of the stuff that really excites me about the Cosmere overall. This is some of like the background information that you pick up in like, like small little references in the books where like people have asked Brandon and he's put it online being like, yes, this is a fact. Okay. Um, and so I'm not going to, I'm going to go into like the things about the Cosmere as a whole that excite me. And I'll talk okay. about like each of the book series a little bit. Okay. But this is like going to be some of the the background major level stuff that I just think is really cool. You know, and I'm very excited for that because then if if and when I do deep dive into these books, um I'll already have this knowledge of the background stuff and be like, oh, "It's yeah. the thing. <laughs> it's the thing." <laughs> I'm ready. All right. So um, like I was saying before, the the Cosmere is this big connected universe where there are underlying like theorems and rules of the universe and the, of the magic that things kind of connect. And once you kind of see the bigger picture, you'll see how like all the magic systems 
even though they're vastly different, they play by the same rules and they have the same power source. Um, but before any of the books that are actually written, like thousands and millennia ago, like just prehistoric times, basically, as far as we're concerned, there was this being called Adenalzi. Okay. And it was basically a god. Um, we don't know if it is the capital G god or if okay. there's something even greater beyond Adenalzium. But mm-hmm. Adenalzium is the most powerful being in the Cosmere and is like the source of all magic, created life all over the place, older than mm-hmm. people know. And at one point in time, and we don't know the reasons why, but a group of people decided, we need to get rid of Adenalzi. Oh? We need to kill God. Um, <laughs> okay. But you can't really kill God. And so what they did, um, they used something that they were... We still haven't gotten the book that really describes this, but they they did something to Adenalzium that broke it. They shattered it into 16 shards. Um, basically divided its power into, you know, 16. Mm-hmm. And 16 people each took up one of those shards of powers. And even with that, they are... They are gods. Um, technically, if you wanted to use like terms from our world, they'd be like demigods. But mm-hmm. this is still like Zeus level god. Okay. So would it? Um, would I be able to compare it to like uh, in like Jujutsu Kaisen with Sukuna's fingers? Or is that not quite right? So, yeah, kind of how like us. Uh, Sukuna, like his fingers each kind of contain like a twentieth of his power, mm-hmm. except I'm sure a single shard is probably like way even more powerful than Sukuna. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. okay. Um, and so these shards or the, these people, after they they pick them up, they're they're what we call shard holders. Um, eventually, people's kind of just called them the shards themselves. Okay. Um, they made a pact to. Fuck off to different corners of the the universe, like of the galaxy. Um, We're all made... too powerful near each other. We must separate immediately. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we need to take this power and spread it out. We won't interfere with each other. We will go to different planets. Um, some of them went to planets that were already inhabited with people. Some of them went to basically big asteroids and created life. Hmm. Um. And the plan immediately goes awry because there's like three or four sets of them that decide to pair off. Um, oh no. Yeah. So like um, on one planet, we get two of them um, honor and cultivation. They decide to go to uh, one planet. Um, there's one called Pre- preservation and one called ruin. They go to another planet um, and so this kind of pisses off some of the other ones. They're like, hey, we made this agreement. And so 
Um, mm-hmm. Some of the gods, some some of the shards, um, specifically this one called Odium, and each each shard is kind of named after a different intent. Um, so like some of the names are Honor, Mercy, Ruin. They all have a single intent to them. Um, and the people who pick those up become influenced by those intents over time. Um, okay. so like honor, um, was originally this dude named, it was picked up by this dude named Tanabast. He was just a, pretty much just a regular guy. Um, but you know, fast forward the thousands of years to now and Honor, honor, honor is all is like what he cares about. It is the driving force behind all of his actions, all of his decisions. Um, kind of like how, like if if there were like gods in a cartoon, like maybe if they made like a cartoon of the Greek gods, mm-hmm. they'd be like a stereotype of what they're supposed to be. Yeah, it's okay. kind of like that. Like the like the Disney movie. Yeah. Okay. But we I keep kind of referring to them as gods. They're not gods in that they're immortal though. They they can be killed. <gasps> and so odium um which I didn't even know this word before getting into the cosmere but it's basically like passion and mm-hmm. like hatred. Oh. He immediately like everybody takes off, splits off, whatever. He immediately decides that um, there's a shard named Ambition. I don't remember what the shard holder's name is, but he decides that Ambition is too dangerous. Oh. Ambition could threaten him at some point. Mm-hmm. So his first action is he chases after Ambition and takes him out. Ayo. And there, you kill the shard holder. And then, like, to take the, keep the shard from being picked up again, they do what's called, like, splintering. Which is basically, they take the power and disperse it just so much that, like, it's spread across the universe and you can't gather it up again. It goes off to just little tiny places all by itself. It just kind of just becomes energy. So can this little, even these little sprinkles of energy, can that be like absorbed into like the people or like the planet or or like the, like, or does it just exist? So that's where we get to the magic systems. Um, Oh. The magic in this universe is called investiture. Um, Mm -hmm. It takes like a different form on every planet and is very shaped by the shards that are nearby. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and in every world, you are basically investing magic, magic energy into something. Mm -hmm. Um, some of the worlds, the living people are invested. So like one of the shards, um, her name is endowment. She endows people with power. So like on that series, everybody is born more invested with magic than on other planets. And they can use that energy, but it's limited. Mm-hmm. And on some planets, um, the energy is invested into 
So like on the Stormlight Archive books, the magic is invested into the world itself, but the way that people can use it is that it's gathered into crystals and then they can kind of like absorb the energy from that. So Okay, okay. But basically what it is is like you put the energy into something and then it can be used. Part of the really really cool thing that I like um and this is getting into the more like theoretical side of the cosmere is that there are there are three realms. There's the physical realm which mm-hmm. is the world we live in. You know, it's the things you can touch. Okay. Um this is where 99% of the action that we're going to see takes place. Um, oh? Most people, most people aren't even like in most people in the world aren't even aware that there's anything besides the physical realm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then there's the cognitive realm. This is, this one's really hard to kind of, ex- to like explain. Cause it is where our thoughts of things lie. So, I'm sitting here on my chair at my desk in the physical realm. In the cognitive realm, there would be just a collection of my thoughts of what the desk is, desk's thoughts of what the desk is, (laughs) the room around the desk's thoughts of what the desk is. (laughs) Um, Everything everything has thoughts. Not everything is, like, sentient, but things have identity and i'm gonna get into that later because that is identity is my favorite thing this is Um, getting nutty and i love it yeah um and then there's the spiritual realm um this is where people's souls reside so your soul is going to be or your spirit is kind of it's called your spirit web in the cosmere and it's basically Mm -hmm. the dna of your soul not your physical body, but like what makes you as a person who you are. That's where that resides. And so we exist in all three realms at the same time, but we only really know the physical realm. You know, this sounds like an experience I've had at a festival. (laughs) Inebriated. Right. Absolutely. 100%. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and the the shard holders they actually exist in all three realms equally at the same time they are 100 they can see the physical cognitive and spiritual realm all at the same time all right they, um they are like equally aware of everything going on at the same at the same time all right so there are there are three properties of the spiritual realm that kind of tie everything together. Um, they are connection, fortune, and identity. Connection ties people to their physical location. It is the bonds that you share with your physical location and the bonds that you share with the people around you. Think of it as links in, um, in interstitial. Where like, uh, okay, I have a connection with you because you are my friend. Yeah. And so we we in the spiritual realm we would have a connection. It would be like, 
basically a line going from my spirit web to your spirit web. Okay. And um, some things are so heavily invested that the connection ties them stronger together. And so, um, like, investiture can be tied or can be connected to a planet. And so if you take, like, a really heavily invested item with something magic, like um, like that planet where I was saying it could be in the crystals, mm-hmm. um, if you try to take that off planet, it'll actually resist because it is so connected to that world. You might be able to take the crystal with you, but the energy will leave and go back. It's, it's oh. So it's like basically doing that is, is pointless? Or it's just like it's temporary, but you can't hold me back forever. So people in some of the books right now are trying to theorize how to break connection. We don't know how yet, but it's it's very it's gonna be very exciting when like we'll figure out how to do that. Um oh. and then then there's fortune, which fortune ties into a lot of different things. So um there are some people um, mostly the shard holders um, who have a ability of the ability of future sight. Some of them are, okay. are better at it than others. Um, and it's not like really seeing the future. It is seeing the limited possibilities kind of thing. Okay. Um, so, you know, kind of like in, I keep bringing it up, but kind of like in Avengers when strange is like, I saw, 30,000 possible futures and only one of them where we win or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, using fortune, you can look into these possible futures. But what messes with fortune actually is someone else using it. So for there's, there's times where like one of the shards will try to kind of see what's in the future and they can see some of it. There's going to be like a black spot basically. Um, where another shard is involved because they can also use future sight. And so it like kind of cancels each other out because if you can both yeah. see the future, you can both change the future. And so you can't really see what's going to happen, but then we get to, to my favorite. And this actually ties into a lot of the magic in the, in the stuff itself is identity. Um, identity hmm. is how things view themselves, how people view themselves. It is how do you, how you believe that you are. Is it but body dysmorphia personified? A lot of people have that hasn't been put into the books a lot yet. Oh. Um, but it has a little bit. Okay. Um, so like for for example, um, one of the magic, um, is like people can heal themselves. Um, and there are these. In one of the books, there are these people who, uh, this group of people who were slaves, um, they were like branded on their on their forehead with like a basically a hot iron kind of thing. Oh, um, like a, a a mark that like means like this person is a slave. So that way, if they try to run away, people would know. <clears throat> um, eventually, they get the power to heal themselves. Oh. Um, and those scars go away. Except for our main character. He keeps those scars because he believes that is still part of who he is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know why they won't go away because he doesn't understand the identity thing. 
Um, but we, knowing more of how the magic system works, we know that, like, he won't, the scars won't go away until he accepts that they can go away. Mm. Until he accepts that they're not a part of himself anymore. And, like, one guy, um, one guy lost an arm years and years and years ago. Um, but he always saw himself as a two-armed person. He was just temporarily, temporarily without an arm. Like, he would always talk about, like, oh, when I get my arm back. And so when he gets the power to heal himself, his arm just um, uh, suddenly comes back. Because he never, he never truly believed it was gone. Like, in a way, like, it just, like, shot out of his body? Or did he, like, wake up the next day with an arm? Um, so as he, like, was able to absorb magic for the first time, it was basically, like, he would absorb it and it would just burn away as part of his arm grew back. Mm. And so I don't remember exactly how fast that happened. Because it kind of happened off screen. But, Mm. like, as soon as this guy has magic, he has his arm back. Sick. And uh, sick. Oh my god. So, like you said with uh, dysmorphia, um, people have kind of theorized, like, you know, would it change somebody's body? Um, hmm. And there, there have been debates been like, well, it depends on if they truly, you know, like how much somebody believes, like, this is what my body is. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so we we've really yet to see um inter- any gender um uh any like gender changing stuff mm-hmm. like that but I like to believe that that yes it would. I also like this theory especially if it's like uh I'm trying to figure out how to describe it but yeah like like if you're like you know what I was supposed to have I was supposed to have an Audi this whole time, but I haven't any, and this is frustrating. And then, bam, you got your magic, and it's just like you wake up, and you're like, "Oh, I have an Audi! Hell yeah!" Yeah. And then, like, there are, um, so another thing with identity on like other planets, other magic systems, is there's this thing called like a soul stamp, uh, in one world that they can kind of like, um, they like craft it, like they're like actually like carving a stamp out of rubber. And they, you know, dip it into ink and, like, put it onto something. And they can force something's identity to change. So, let's say that I had, like, you know, my, my wall in front of me right now is green. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was skilled in this magic system enough, I could create a complex stamp where I would basically change the identity of the room so that it believed people had painted it white years ago and then it would change to become white. Um, like examples that we see in the book that, uh, that magic takes place in, Mm -hmm. um, which is an amazing place to start because it is actually a novella and one of the best pieces of prose that he has ever written. Um, it's Mm -hmm. called the emperor's soul. It is amazing. Um, okay. Okay. But like, um, she will. She is kind of like imprisoned, forced to do a job, um, and in her like downtime, um, she is using stamps to make 
her room nicer. Like, like no, this wall was actually painted as a mural many years ago. Um, this desk um, has not been taken care of. Like, the wood has kind of, like, gotten old and stuff. And so I'm going to change the things past so that it has been nicely lacquered and shiny and it's not falling apart. And, mm. yeah, it's super interesting. Um, and those stamps can even be used on people. Oh. So, like, she is able to stamp herself mm. so that, like, her her real self is, like, she's an artist and a thief. She stamps herself, and, like, now her identity is that, like, um, she had been brought to this other place when she was a child, like, her parents abandoned her here, and she learned how to fight with these monks. Um, like, they're, like, this um, religion called uh, Shodareth, I think is what it's called. Like, she mm-hmm. lived with them, learned how to fight with them, and so now she can fight and kick ass. Hell yeah. What kind um, of lady? Yeah. And then whenever she needs to take that off, she can take it off and go back to being herself. Oh. So it's removable. Yeah. Um. And so that's kind of like some of the bigger picture stuff that I wanted to like focus on. Um. Mm-hmm. And now I kind of wanted to just like tell you about some of the different series. So there's like the Stormlight Archive, um, which there's like four books now and a couple of novellas. And it's going to be a ten book series. Um, it is like the most alien world he's made so far. It's like a desert made of these like shattered plains of like huge rock formations. Um, all of the animal life is like crab like, like everything is crustacean based, but it's in a arid, deserty kind of area. Mm-hmm. It's like assaulted with these like huge rainstorms and um that have like a hundred mile hour wind and they come like every few days. And so everything has to be like all vegetation is like securely rooted into like rock formations. that can like pull itself inside. Um, Oh my God. And it's, it's like your, your, his epic fantasy book. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's got the Mistborn trilogy. Um, this world is super cool. So, um, the first book is kind of like a magical heist story. Like, <laughs> I love like you're following a crew of thieves trying to steal and overthrow. Uh, like they're, they're trying to steal from and overthrow the emperor. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. He sucks. His official title is Lord ruler. They're trying to like overthrow him. <laughs> and then like the next two books are, I, I can't get into it without too many spoilers. They follow what happens after that. Okay. And then, on the same planet, after the ending of the third book, we jump forward, like, a hundred some years. 150, 200, I'm not sure exactly. Um, but we went from, like, a medieval kind of world to now we're, like, things have advanced. Science? And it's basically, like, what we would think of, like, as the the... You know, Wild West cowboys and stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love cowboys. Okay. Um, and so, like, things have changed with the magic system, so it's still the same, but it's a little bit different. 
Um, magic cowboys? I'm so sorry. There's magic cowboys. Magic yes. cowboys are. You got me. I'm in. Then, uh, he's got one more book in that to write. Uh, that's coming out later this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, he's going to jump forward again to basically like what we would think of as like the 1980s. So it's it's oh, it's gonna so like follow like a computer hacker in this world. That's Ooh. all we really know about it. Magic compute. I'm so excited for the magic and like modern technology to be fused yeah. together because that's gonna be crazy. It's it's already nutty. And then and then there's going to be in that in that world, it's gonna jump way into the future. And they're going to have space travel. Oh. So like we're going to see this world like this magic world go from medieval to cowboys to the 1980s to sci-fi that's really cool and i'm so excited to see how that turns out this guy i you know what will it take to be in a tabletop rpg with this person is like our dm like what what do, what do we have to do <laughs> <laughs> right that would that'd be amazing oh um and then the and, oh another thing about brandon sanderson um is that this dude writes like a machine yeah i've i've i've, I've i'm observing that um with all these books jeez louise yeah and he puts out a few a year and they are doorstopper sized books and he also is not just putting out these books he's putting out books that aren't even tied to the cosmere like he's got like a superhero series and a um a sci-fi like um starfighter series do you think he just does like talk to text like snapdragon i don't know if i don't remember if that's what it was called or not but like just talks into a computer like he like this this person is just so eloquent he talks like a book and it's just like that's how he gets it done no, so he's actually super open about his writing process. Um, oh. And the thing is that he loves writing. Like, he goes on vacation to write somewhere else, not to take a break from it. <laughs> um, and he, like, he put out, like, he put out his schedule. So he'll, he'll wake up in the morning and, like, write for, like, I don't remember exactly, but from, like, 10 to 2 while his kids are at school. Um, and then he'll, like, go pick his kids up, have time with them. And then, like, start writing again at, like, 10 until, like, 4 in the morning or something like that. Like, he makes Jesus. it an eight-hour workday, but he's also a night owl. Um, oh and he does gosh. that, like, you know, five days a week. Um, wow. And he <laughs> he wrote an entire novella on a plane ride one time because he got the idea. <laughs> like, he, he relaxes from writing books by writing books. <laughs> This plotline's kind of stressing me out. Let's go create a whole other plot. Line. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and yeah, so there's going to just be so much and like I'm he he has such a way of like creating these complex magic systems that like they are complex and there's so many rules to them, but you learn them naturally. And so like nothing feels overwhelming. And it just all ties together so beautifully. And there's like a mixture of people like experimenting with them and like involving magic and machinery. It's so detailed and so deep. And then not only that, 
but it's just fantastic stories with it. Absolutely. I've gotten a crumb of it and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, and you know, I could I could just go on and on, but I know that we are at forty five minutes and that is the end of my notes. And uh Are we? Oh but, shoot. Right? Like wow. um, it didn't even feel like that. I feel like we just started talking. So I was like, is it? And I checked my time where I'm like, well, shit, it is. <laughs> and, and I actually had a friend reach out to me the other day asking if, um, you know, if where I would recommend them starting if they wanted to, like, read them themselves. Because they I knew that I was into it. I was about to ask it. that question. I was literally about to ask you that question. <laughs> and so I actually have it written out here, what I would say. Um, so I started with The Way of Kings because of that Reddit post, I wanted to get to where that person was put into the story as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, most people that aren't me say that that's a bad place to start. Cause it is his biggest book series. It's very dense. Um, the start is kind of slow. Cause he does a lot of world building since his world is very alien to ours. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that it is an excellent starting spot. Cause that's where I started and it worked for me. Yeah. Um, Mistborn, the one that is the, you know, highest novel, is also another really great starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mistborn into the Stormlight, I think. Yeah, you said. Okay. Um, and then I, there's, um, some people don't want to start off with like, you know, Mistborn's a trilogy. Um, Way of Kings is going to be ten books long, so if you want a a one off, um, story that doesn't have a sequel yet. He's talked about how there might be in the future. Um, you can start with Elantris, which is also his first published work. Oh. Um, and some people say that it's a bad place because it's where his writing's at its weakest because it is his first published novel. Mm-hmm. I still really love that book. It's got one of the cooler uh, magic systems. Basically... Like you channel like you channel magic into your finger and you you write out what you want to happen in the air. Um it's a little bit more complicated than that, but it's it's like coding almost. Like you just you write a code and a formula in the air and then stuff happens. Okay. Okay. Um and if you want to see him like grow as an author, that's you know, you start with his first book and then you move on to stuff he's written later. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that's a standalone is called Warbreaker and what's really cool about Warbreaker is that he he wrote it to be an entry point into the ser- into his work and what I mean by that is that it is free he wrote it and just put it on his website oh. so if you want this book you can go on his website and download it right now another cool thing that he did while he was writing it is he put out his drafts so like you could see his writing style and like his editing style. Mm-hmm. I haven't read through those because I was like, I'm not gonna like try to take notes between different versions. I I love the books, I love the story, I love the guy, but I don't care that much. Yeah. I can't I can't do that much work. Um, not deep diving that hard. But I love the idea. Um, mm-hmm. but it is free as a PDF and as ebook files on his website. If you want the print book or the ebook or the audiobook. Those you do have to pay for because, you know, it's a physical physical product for one and then other people worked on it. So he wants them to get paid for the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so 
The Way of Kings, book one of the Stormlight Archive. Mistborn, the Final Empire is the first Mistborn book. Warbreaker or Elantris. Those four are my recommendations for which what to read first. Any Sounds of those four. Good. This friend um, that I was talking about started with Mistborn. After, yeah. after I told him all that stuff. I do. I, as a huge fan of, um, fuck, why did I just lost? I just lost the, uh, Lupin the third yeah. series. Um, I've been, I watched a lot of the classic Lupin the third TV show, the movies. Um, I actually watched the recent Lupin the third that came out. I fucking love heists. Um, especially when like interstitial season three came out, like I fucking love heists. <laughs> yes. And so I think I might have to start at Mistborn. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, and, um, Mistborn is one of the ones that's been adapted to graphic audio. Hell yeah. And that's the one that has the guy in Fortnite. So. Hell yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to have to write all that down. And so I, I think what I'm going to do, um, I have a Discord server set up. And so I'm going to put all this information like pinned. I, I'm going to make like a little channel for it, like a text channel. So nice. then when people listen and all the stuff, like, for example, like in the episode with Tony, with all the pictures that he gave me, I'm going to put it on the tweet, but I'm also going to put it in the Discord as pinned so people can go see what we were, like, visually looking at. Um, or that's, like, that's awesome. That I think that would be very cool. So if there's – I'm going to take all these notes and I'm going to write them out. And then, of course, if there's, like, any recommendations you have for, like, for example, the podcast that you listen to or um, even the link for the for the free book, like – um, I'll go shove those in there too for the listeners if they want to deep dive more into the Cosmere timeline. Cool, yeah. Especially if any of these people like Kingdom Hearts as much as we do, they're gonna love the fucking complicated timelines. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> That's um, Cosmere works well with like Kingdom Hearts stuff. Like the um, the like I said, links and connection are very much alike, and um, there's all sorts of stuff with your heart and your I love soul. That. Your soul. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is there any is there anything else that uh comes to your brain before we we close this up? Before we leave the timeline? I would just like to remind all of all of you out there. Life before death, strength before weakness, journey before destination. Hell yeah. That sounds so cool. I don't even know where it's from, but it sounds so fucking cool. <laughs> um, well, thank you, listeners, for listening. Um, you can find me on the internet, my personal uh, Twitter at I appreciate your butt at the twitter.com. That is I A P P R E C I, the number eight, U R B U T T. You can find this podcast as a whole at the Twitter I made. Oh, fuck. What is it called? Uh, 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 uh. I'm looking it up. The hyper. Oh, I don't know this one yet. Ah, it is at the hyperfix pod at the twitter.coms. Um, also, you can join our Discord. I'll have a link in the Twitter for the uh, Discord. So you can come in because by the time this episode is out, the Discord will be live. And um, there you will find all the extra information for the Cosmere stuff in there. Um, and that's it for me jakey your turn now all right you can find me at mr jakey poo on all your various social media sites mostly twitter um you can catch me 
uh, over on the Redacted Media YouTube channel, where my uh, friend Redacted and I are reading through the, the Dark Tower series of novels. Um, and eventually, after we finish those, we'll, I'll probably make him start reading some of the Cosmere novels as well. And then you can find both me and Roma on Hearts yeah. Against Balance. Yeah. Um, having lots of fun with our buddies. Mm-hmm. It's an interstitial, our hearts intertwined, rule set, actual play podcast. It's like the one piece of interstitial RPs. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, I love I love comparing it to one piece. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but yes, you can find us at Heartscast uh, on Hearts Against Balance. Oh, uh, wait. Was there anything else that you wanted to say? I, I, I no, totally that's, just that's, stole your that's thing. That's it for my plugs. Okay, and then for the last of the plugs, uh, thank you to Moonshot for acquiring this show and then uh, uh, grow, helping me grow it into what it is now. Uh, you can find us, the hyperfixation on the Moonshot Network, as well as many other amazing podcasts and other content. Like They're doing a bunch of crazy stuff over there. Um, I don't think this is going to release by the time it happens, but you'll definitely have to go and check out the VODs from the uh, the the moon launch stream that they're oh, doing. Oh, I'm so excited for that. I'm it's going to so be so excited awesome. for the moon launch. Um, but they do a bunch of streams, a bunch of stuff. So you can find them at twitter.com at moonshotpods, where you can find a bunch of cool stuff. A, a new podcast just come out called Unwise Girls. It's two girls talking about uh, the Percy Jackson series and all the other things that uh the writer of first age action has done i'm so hyped to check out that one because i love those books as well i have devoured them they look they so good so um that is it that is the show uh now i have to come up with the bit for the end of the episode which is my favorite part but also the hardest part <laughs> <laughs> like uh let's see let's see um Hmm. Hmm. Uh, can you smell the smoke, Jakey? <laughs> Let's no, see. my nose doesn't work very good, actually. <laughs> You're actually. Hold on. Reddit. How about this? Uh, Reddit made me a librarian or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I went on Reddit and now I'm a librarian. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Oh, wait. Hey, I got one. Oh, yeah. What's up? Jake, son, son, George, wore pink on the day he was to record a podcast. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's it. That's going to be our title. I Hell didn't have yeah, to choose it. Jakey chose it. And so, um,. Now that I have acquired this great approximate knowledge of the, the background stuff of the Cosmere series, um, I was still holding this coin. Uh, do you want it back? Oh, that's a pretty coin. Where'd you get that? What? What? <laughs> you gave me this coin! Did I? Yeah. Oh. Well, thank you. I, I guess I forgot about that. I, I like this a lot. <laughs> it's pretty. I, it's made out of this cool metal. What is the metal? Uh, oh, it's like kind of silvery, and then there's like some kind of like bronzy color in there. Oh, but you said it was uh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> Necrosil? Necrosil? Jakey, it's Necrosil. You told me that. <laughs> oh, did I? Huh? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Interesting. <laughs>
Well, well, thank you. I like no it. No problem. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. <laughs> Good night, Internet. Good night, Internet. Thank you for listening. Uh, be safe. Don't die. Drink lots of water. Thank you. <laughs> we love you. Bye. <laughs> thank you to Offuscate at O-F-U-S-K-A-T-E for the intro and outro music. You can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud. And also, thank you to the Moonshot Network. You can find them at twitch.tv forward slash Moonshot Network, twitter.com forward slash Moonshot Pods, or you can support them on Patreon and all the podcasts in the network at patreon.com forward slash Moonshot Network. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, have a good day. Be safe, don't die, and ba-doop!